two more points. Point number, I think this is number three, if I'm not mistaken. Well, religion is sacred play which gives meaning to everyday life. A general function of all plays to give meaning to people's lives and to help them cope with the real world. As, as um, Peter Gray described in an earlier post, play helps children come to grips with reality. Playing at being witches and trolls, for example, helps young children think about and understand aspects of their real world that would be hard to understand otherwise. This is true, even though the children clearly recognize that the play world is imaginary, not real. In fact, play would not serve its purpose if children did not recognize that distinction. Religion, properly conceived, is a grand and potentially lifelong game in which people use the basic structures of the game, the story outlines, beliefs and rituals, along with their own crea creative additions and modifications to make sense of their real world, real world and real lives. The stories and beliefs may be understood as fictions, but they are sacred fictions because they represent ideas and principles that are crucial to living in the real world and they may be held through all of life. It is not surprising from this view that religious stories and beliefs everywhere reflect and elaborate on ideas and themes that are crucial to the society in which the devotees live their real lives. Hunter-gatherers depend on principles of equality and sharing, and so it is natural that their deities are not rulers but equals, who contribute and sometimes fail to contribute as they will. Hunter-gatherers also depend every day on the whims of nature, which they cannot control, so it is not surprising that their deities are whimsical. The best way to deal with unpredictability is through humility and humor and their religions foster those traits. Their task is to embrace nature, not to control it, and their religious play with the spirits of the natural world help them to do, to do that. With agriculture, religion changed. Agri, um, agriculturalists attempt to control nature, and so the gods of agriculture are controlling gods. Hmm. With agriculture and with the land ownership and accumulation of wealth that accompanies it, egalitarianism lost its sway and concepts of lords and masters and of servants and slaves emerged. It is not surprising then that hierarchical concepts of the spirit would emerge in post-agricultural religions peaking in the Middle Ages in the dominant uh, monotheistic religions, um, Islam and Christianity. Hmm. I'm going to repeat that sentence. It is not surprising then that hierarchical concepts of the spirit world emerged in post-agricultural religions um, peaking in the Middle Ages in the dominant monotheistic religions Islam and Christianity. Okay, at a time when most people were servants, it was only natural that religious stories and beliefs would focus on the value of servitude and duty to Lord and Master, master and that God would be understood as the Supreme Master, the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Such beliefs gave meaning to a life of servitude and helped the rulers to justify their power. And final point, um, religion turns bad when the element of play is lost. Okay, I would like to understand this further. As religion evolved, or should I say devolved, from the hunter-gatherers' comic pantheons to the medieval monotheisms, it became less playful and more dangerous. Hmm. As nature became an enemy rather than a friend, and as the spirit world became hierarchical, the element of fear began to overwhelm the element of play.
okay god became not a playmate but the supreme source of punishment and reward to be worshipped served and feared as religion became serious people began to confound the imaginary religious world with the real world if children playing that they are witches and trolls did not know that they were just pretending we would worry we know for children that failure to distinguish imagination from reality can be dangerous we should know that this is even truer in the case of adults and religion the religions that emerged with agriculture and feudalism have promoted horrors that would be unimaginable to hunter-gatherers. The Aztecs sacrificed human beings to their angry gods. Christians tortured people they called witches and murdered heavens merciless, mercilessly. Today, among some groups of Islamists, we find promoters of suicide bombings who put religious beliefs above their concerns for people. If service to God is the highest value, and if God is fearsome and egotistical, uh, sorry, egotistical and punishing, and if religion is confounded with reality, then all these horrors um, in the name of religion become possible. Religion of that type does not make us human, in the sense by which I mean that statement in the title to this series. The remarkable thing today is that uh, as our societies continue to evolve, so do our religions. As we have left medievalism and entered an era of growing democracy, many people have taken the monotheisms of their ancestors and made them more playful. God becomes once again a friend rather than a power to be feared. People stop arguing about which religion is right. They begin again to acknowledge that such arguments make no more sense than do arguments um, about whether chess or checkers is the one true game. If this hopeful trend continues, we may complete the circle and once again enjoy playful religion as hunter-gatherers did. To keep religion on the side of humanity instead of against it, we need continuously to refresh its playfulness. Okay, I would like to put that in a quote-unquote. Sacred play promotes the best of our human nature, improves our well-being and is fun. Religion lacking play is suicidal. Okay, so this article has a very deep meaning to it. Do not take this literally. You've got to really dig into it and understand from which angle that Peter Gray is coming from. And I'm just reading this. Well, it helps me to understand and relate that correct. You can't be, uh, sorry, religion can't be a fearful factor, but it should be something close to heart. That is how I would summarize this. Thank you.